Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, welcome to a brand new M.A. Rosen podcast, me and the Ween Dog. Uh, great background, dude. Uh, very, very, <laughs> Thank you. That's actually not even a, a, a background. That's actually where he is right now. He's I'm in the graveyard. Guy. This is a Los Angeles graveyard where many souls yes. parted. We're waiting for Don Fry to come. Um, and Ellenberger always says he's coming, but he never actually does. Uh, but it's always great to start a show where we go over the fights, and then people come late, and then we have to go over the fights again. Yeah. Uh, that's always great for the listener. Um, one day, one day I'm just going to lose it and be like, you know what? But I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just honored that we have Don Fry. I mean, the guy's been through he, – he, to me, is like the epitome of MMA. Yeah. He's willing to come on the podcast and even not watch the fights – and not have good streaming internet, and uh, it's still like whatever. We still have Don Fry, you know. Like, oh, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm never gonna say no to have to Don Fry on our podcast. Um, but until he comes, let's talk about the actual. First of all, I don't even know where he went the last half of the show. He never actually explained it to me. Um, so he was in the car for the whole episode. I know, but then he left halfway through, and oh, then yeah, yeah but we don't know why he left or what happened. I never got explanation. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, let's talk about some of the uh, the fights that happened this weekend. There were a lot of great fights. There were so many fights. There I mean, was. Even if even if we want to go to like LFA fights between Chitty Chitty Bang, who won, who looked great, um, and then uh, Dan the Hitman Moret, who actually also won two UFC vets. Well, Chitty Bang's a, a Bellator vet, uh, but I'm super happy for them. But let's talk about the the main event: Angela Hill versus the Karate Hottie. Hmm. Yes. Yes, and I will be the first to say that I am the only one who picked uh, Michelle Watterson to win that fight. I don't think she won that fight. I still think Angela Hill won that fight. And I think she won three out of five rounds. I think she definitely won the first two. And I think she won the fifth based on damage and, like, her, the last 20 seconds. It was pretty even going the last 20 seconds. She was kind of put it on her. Now, here's my problem with Angela Hill is that she even says – and oh, Maybe I got to start hugging bitches to win fights, right? Mm. No, you don't have to start hugging bitches, but she didn't even attempt to take down. There was no attempt at wrestling or jujitsu. She strictly kept the striking. And I think that because of that, Michelle Waterson was kind of able to figure out what she was going to do. And she was also, Michelle was actually going for the takedown and landed a takedown. And I know Angela Hill is a, a good wrestler. I know she's definitely improved. She's got so much better. She's got good jujitsu, really good jujitsu, and she's very athletic. Um, I don't know why she just kept standing the entire time. Like just even even the attempt of a shot, which fighters tell me the attempt of a shot will then get the person thinking, oh, they're going to shoot, and that will make your striking that much better for the fight. And she didn't have it at all. I, I don't know what she was thinking. So would you say it was a robbery then? Do you, do you think Angela Hill was robbed of a victory? 
No, because I think that it was close enough where you could argue it either way. And I think when, when that's the case, it's not a robbery. Yeah. Um, when it's one of the things where you're like, what the fuck was that judge watching? And that, this was not the case. I mean, Angela landed more strikes in the first two and the fifth round. But also, some of the strikes that Karate Hottie were, was landing were like pretty clean, incredible strikes. I mean, it was yeah. just like her head was flying back. or She was the, the push front, some great push kicks, great front kicks. So, And I, I said it reminded me of like if Bruce Lee and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's granddaughters fought. Like it was that same <laughs> – what was that from Enter the Dragon, right? Uh, I think so. That's so, so funny. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good. I it was close. It was close enough where it was where I don't think it was a robbery. And I think that both of them look really good, even in defeat. Angela Hill, I think her stock rose. And people were complaining, that, like, "How was this a main event?" And yada yada. And some of the guys who don't like watching women's fighting, which at this point, how could you not? Mm-hmm. Like, I can see if every fight was like. I don't know, the worst woman's fight you've ever seen. Or if every striker had, no offense to Cindy Danvois, but Cindy Danvois striking in some of her fights was a little bit rudimentary at best. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. I mean, we're, we're watching Dewelly Zhang versus Joanna Yenjunchex. We're watching Angela Hill versus Karate Hottie. We're watching some great fights, um, consistently good fights. So I don't know what people are, are still mad about when it comes to women's fighting. These girls obviously are very, very... Now... Is the women's division as deep as the men's division? No, because there aren't as many women fighting when there are men. I mean, there's like what? How many women's wrestling teams are there? There are some, but there's not even close to as many as men. By the way, we're going to have a woman on the show today who uh, I'm really, really excited about because she's awesome. She's ranked number one in the world in wrestling. I think she's as good at wow. jiu-jitsu also. Victoria Anthony, and she's training for the Olympics and I think she's got a good shot of uh, making it. Um, That's awesome, dude. Yeah, she was one match away from making it last time. Uh, one girl beat her who made the Olympics. So she's training in Calgary. She's the first four-time national champion female from a Canadian college, even though she's American. We're going to ask about that because it seems like she's kind of – what do they call those when you're like a, a, a higher belt, but you, you like don't get promoted? Uh, uh, retarded? I don't know. No, they call that sandbagging or something. I think it's I've never heard that term before. Yeah, like sandbagging is like you're a purple belt, but you stay a blue belt just to beat up the blue belts. Oh yeah, I I understand that concept, but I've never heard the term of it. Like people who are like me, that'd be like if me just staying at white belt like forever, just so I can have confidence and go into the white belt tournaments and just smash everybody. You know, I probably would still get smashed because I you know haven't done jujitsu in a while. That's what I like about wrestling versus jujitsu is that number one, there's no belts. Yeah. So I think a lot of times belts fuck people up mentally. I think sometimes you get a guy who's a blue belt who goes up against a purple belt or a brown belt who goes, oh, I got tapped, but it was against a brown belt. And I think that if the person didn't know it was a brown belt, he would have won in a lot mm-hmm. of cases. It's almost like you excuse yourself to lose because of it, you know? Yeah, but it's also an amazing feeling once you get promoted because in jiu-jitsu, it's so difficult and it takes so long to get promoted. Even to that first blue belt promotion, it just it's like an amazing feeling, dude. Mm. It's hard to explain, but I understand what you're saying. And also, when you first start jiu-jitsu, you just feel – it's like you're fixated on the belts. It's all you can think about is like, when am I going to get my blue belt? Uh, how am I going to do against a blue belt or a brown belt or whatever? So there's like both pros and cons to the whole belt factor, but I think mostly it's, you know, a positive thing, you know. 
It's like yeah, no, totally this. positive. I mean, they gave Karate Hottie like her brown belt in that fight yeah. for going for three takedowns. I don't even understand. That's what I said. Like she didn't really do any much. She didn't do much jujitsu in the fight, and she got promoted to a brown belt. But I mean, you know, good for her. Weird ass lazy wrestling takedown. That was. I mean, I didn't understand that, but I get it. I guess maybe they were like, maybe at that point, I guess she deserved it. They were just waiting for it. What What I think still sucks is that Michelle Watterson and Angela Hill. I still don't even see them coming close to getting the belt. You know what I'm saying? To the competition in like each woman's division, like in terms of who the champion is, it's like having a John Jones in every single woman's division as a champion. You know, so I that's what Uh sucks right now is that the talent gap is so huge between the champs. Like. Amanda Nunes and Whaley Zhang and uh, uh, Valentina Shevchenko. Like, those women are so dominant and so scary. I don't see anybody right now beating them. You know? I agree with the Nunez one at 135 because it just seems like she's just beating the shit out of everybody. And Valentina, same. Yeah, the Whaley Zhang was very close, that Joanna fight. Um, and yeah. also, I want to see her. And, you know, Rose – you know, Nami Yunus beat Joanna twice. So I want to see Rose versus Welly. And then Tatiana Suarez, who's undefeated, you know, national champion wrestler, who's just been killing everybody. So I I would disagree with the one for 15 pounders. I think there's like four girls there that you could argue are, it's going to be very competitive. Uh, The one 25 Shevchenko, I, it just seems that's the case right now. Um, And then the one thirty five. I don't think Nunez, I mean, it just seems like she's just running through everybody at 35 and 45. I think she should so, retire after, well, if she beats Megan Anderson. I think she just call it quits, man. Have the, you know, go out on the greatest UFC career of all time. You know what I'm saying? But what if she likes fighting and she likes making money? I mean, it seems like she's like blowing through every compo- every opponent like with a breeze. I mean, if that's the case, everyone else should retire and just fucking have her be the champ. Just have her shadow box for three hours. Uh, so, <laughs> now... The Moroccan guy, which I said he will, he will Moroc you. This fucking guy. Where are they finding these people? These undefeated people. Who this guy comes in at twelve and zero, Ottoman Azaitar, and against Kamba Worthy, who I was not really that sold on because I think he had like six or seven losses, and I know he. It seems like a guy that when he wins, he wins big, but when he loses, he loses. And mm-hmm. talk about the wrong strategy. Just I mean, go punch for punch with a guy who's yeah. never lost. That doesn't – I mean, fuck. I mean, look, it just seemed like this dude was – I feel like the UFC knew something, and they're trying to get big in the Moroccan market, but I don't know where they found this guy, but Jesus. Man, I let all the MMA journalists persuade me to pick Camelworthy in my parlays. Uh, so that one really fucked me up. Uh, but I think Camelworthy has a lot of potential. This Ottoman, Ottman dude, he was very entertaining to watch. I will be tuning into his next fight. So I think this was a great matchup. I wish it would have went a little bit longer because I think this could have been like fight of the night potential. But well, damn, that also is that when a guy just goes in and just blows everybody out, uh, we don't know how good he is. Like exactly. we really don't know how good he is. I mean, he could be the next big thing. But we've seen this before, where a guy just starches everyone. I mean, even with uh, Alonzo Minafield, who I love, who had like nine first-round knockouts. And yeah. then all of a sudden, he was, this is Devin Clark, and then he got knocked out his last fight against uh, OSP. OSP. So we don't know. Sometimes I feel like punching power could be, it could be deceiving, and it also could also not really tell the full tale. 
but yeah, so this dude is, is no joke. Uh, now, Roxanne Modafari versus Andrea Lee. Very, very close fight. I knew it was going to be close. Um, everyone at Comic-Con was going crazy. Uh, when, <laughs> that's my training partner. Uh, I love Roxanne Modafari. I think she's awesome. Man, it was a, this was close. Uh, I think Roxanne just kind of bullied her. You know, just like she's a lot stronger than she looks. I know yeah. she looks like McLovin with a wig. Uh, <laughs> people say I look like McLovin too. People come in my Twitch streams and say I look like McLovin all the time. Now, Roxanne's not a very beautiful woman, but 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 she um, she's she's way stronger than you think. And um, so yeah, so I was I was really happy for her because I was surprised that she was such a big underdog. I even said on my Wean Dogs Quick Picks video that I was surprised and I was going to put money on her. And I did put ten dollars on Roxanne Modafari, and I won twenty some dollars. And I just, I knew that that was a mistake by the Vegas odds makers, but damn, I, I mean, it pretty much went exactly how I thought it was going to go to the fight, but gotta love Roxanne. I want to see gotta her love, become champion. Gotta love Roxanne. Um, now, Ed Herman, this fight, this damn. is one of those fights where, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this fight because Ed Herman's a tough guy. I think he won. I think this is two fights. And Ed Herman won the second fight, uh, yeah. which was amazing. I mean, you almost, look at it. you almost never see that Kimura from the bottom sweep to a finish. And Ed Herman pulled it off. But so he's hurt. He goes down. The ref says timeout. I mean, what do you expect Ed Herman to do? Say, no, I'm really hurt. So stop the fight. I mean, yeah. what, that's is that people would say he quit if he did that. Yeah, I mean he's being honest. At the same time, that's it's the ref's fault. The ref makes the ref makes a bad call. You don't correct them and say, "Oh no, I really wasn't po poked in the eye." I mean, when he was getting the shit out of him, I kind of don't blame Ed Herman for what he did. He I remember I, this reminds me of when I played little league baseball. I was up at bat and the ball was thrown at me, and it went just over my head, like two inches above my head, and the ref or the umpire looked at me and said, did the ball hit you? And I was like, uh, yeah. And then he said, all right, take your base. And I, I understand taking the advantage when the umpire or the ref steps in and, you know, asks you, because it's their job to know for sure. That's why you shouldn't go on what the fighter is saying or the retarded little, uh, little leaguer is saying. But, yeah. you know, now, just reminds me. But now, did he act like it was his balls that were hit? I, I thought so. I thought he was taking the entire five minutes because, I mean, you don't get five minutes for taking a body shot, dude. You, get, you yeah. take five minutes for getting uh, your nuts kicked in. So, man, I feel so bad for Mike Rodriguez. But one thing I love about Dana White is he don't fuck around, and he gave Mike Rodriguez his win money. So I got to give mad respect to Dana for that. Well, he did win. He won the first fight. Ed won the second fight. <laughs> we need to find out who's going to win the third fight. Now, Ed Herman did not look like he trained very well. I mean, he, was like, he looked like he was like three Ed Hermans. He was huge. He looked like he went on the, the Roy Nelson diet for this fight. Um, but, hey, listen, he's come a long way since being the bad guy in Billy Madison. And uh, <laughs> I, you know, give him that. Uh, Don, are you with us? Yeah, I apologize. I was on the phone yakking with, um, what the hell is it saying? The host has asked you to start your video. Yeah, hey, you see are. me? Yeah, I can see you now, yes. I'm sorry. I was on, I was on the phone with uh, Steve Owen, my judo sensei, trainer, corner man, you know. Nice. Friend. 
yeah. good friend. And um, just started yakking like a couple old women. Sorry about that. Uh, it's okay, man. It's all right. I'm happy that you got dressed up for the show. Um, so. <laughs> yeah, I just noticed that too. <laughs> is that a sweater or is that your hairy It's a rough day. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's Monday, dude. It's Monday. Now, uh, did you watch the fights over the weekend? It's my, my pets. Yeah. It's my pet chinchilla. Of course. No, I did not. Um, oh, okay. I didn't even remember about the fights, partner. It's a rough week. It's a rough weekend. Uh, weather changed and beat me up. So nice. Well, weather changed for everybody, not just you. Uh, <laughs> why are you? I mean, you're the toughest guy yeah, in the world. I saw. You saw what? Yeah. Thanks. I saw some. I saw some of the clips. Yeah, it looked pretty bad for a couple of them boys. Oh, that's I guess, good. Well, uh, our predictions went south. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like going over fights with somebody who doesn't watch a fight, who's oversleeps, and who's now in a closet uh, putting on a shirt. Uh, that's always this is the most professional show out there, people. This when you think of fucking MMA. No, I did not over, not oversleep. Uh, Are you coming out of the closet during the show? Are you literally coming out of? The, you're literally coming out of the closet, by the way. So that's good. Going out of the closet back yeah. here like that. <laughs> All right, so, uh, by the way, so Julie Avila, who lost to Sajara Eubanks. I, I like Sajara Eubanks because Sajara is one of these girls that, like, was on the Ultimate Fighter. She won it. She kept missing weight. People got mad at her. She's, she's just one of these girls that has not had a great run in the UFC, not because of her fighting, because of all these other circumstances. She walked up to Wet Ass Pussy. Have you, are you a fan of Wet Ass Pussy or WAP by Cardi B? Don? Who, me? Yeah. No, no. Oh. Okay. Not well, at all. It's a song by Cardi B. Not at all. It's a song by Cardi B called WAP, Wet Ass Pussy. I, I, I would assume you've actually seen a yeah. lot of wet ass pussies in your life, right? Yeah, I'll tell you what, I've, I've uh, marked my territory when I was younger. <laughs> and, uh, but she was beating the shit out of Julia Avila, who. It's harder to submit than a clean John Jones urine sample. I mean, this girl, was just, she was, she kept fucking defending it till she finally lost. But that was a good fight. I got to give a, that was a good fight. And also Billy, Billy Quarantino won. He fought a guy named Kyle Nelson, who, uh, who says, I'm going to knock the guy out in the first round. I feel like every time someone says that, they lose the fight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't go good for anybody, does it? <laughs> you think they're saying that because they have no cardio and they know that, so they want to make it into a brawl the first round? Because it seemed like this guy gasped pretty hard in the third. Well, you, you're trying to use psychology, you know, so you use the uh, reverse psychology. Yeah. And, yeah, like you say, you know you don't have any cardio, you're going to take a shit. So you hope, you hope that guy's going to attack you. Did you did you have cardio? Always work out that way. Did you have good cardio for all your fights? Yeah, uh, all except for the the Coleman fight. Yeah, <laughs> but that was my fault. You know, that was my fault. Why was it your fault? Ah. Shit, I got I got I got that. Uh, hey, I'm I'm the great Don Fry attitude. You know. And I don't worry, I have to work as hard, you know. I I won UFC eight. I won a tournament. I beat Amari Batesh, one of the 
you know, greatest uh, jujitsu fighters out there, you know, and I don't have to work as hard. And then then I woke up sick, and then I used stupid strategy in that first fight against Hall, you know. I should have went for his head. Now, now what's the controversy? You beat Hall four times. You kept beating the shit out of him. Now he's claiming he he got he got paid to lose. Like what is that bullet? What what happened there? Is this a guy who's just bitter? Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. Fuck. Um, if he got paid to lose, then what's complaining about, right? Shit. <laughs> uh, I don't know who paid him to lose. I don't know <laughs> who asked him to lose. You know? Yeah. But you, I mean, you beat the shit up by four times. I mean, it's not like. Look to me, like. Three, only three. Oh, three times. Got it. Probably like four. Uh, now this dude, Alexander Romanov, <laughs> is going to be a problem for a lot of people. Uh, he's he's. I think he's from where? Where's he from? The Ukraine. Something like that. And he's he's an amazing wrestler. He's like he's twelve and zero. All his wins are just by stoppage. Uh, he's got great Greco-Roman wrestling. I mean, he threw this guy, but this guy Rogue Martinez, who they brought in. Did not look like he should be in the UFC. He might be the thickest fighter of all time in the UFC. Well, he won his last two fights, right? But can you pull up Rogue Martinez? Because I, I did a little investigating on my own. He, he won his last two fights in Ryzen. One of them was against, like, Jerome Banner, I think, who was, like, 49 years old when he fought him. Uh, or, like, like, he – I don't know. Maybe the heavyweight division is thin, and because of COVID, it's really thin – and they wanted to make this other guy look like a star. But... Your own banner's a tough fucker, boy. Let me tell yeah, you that. He is a tough fucker. He's a tough fucker. Absolutely. But he's older though. I mean, he's I mean, if you beat it like if you beat a guy who's like 44, 45 years old, is that the same as beating a guy when he's 30? You know what? Today it is because um the technology and the advancement in training is is a lot better than it was 30 years ago, you know? And uh, people are living easier, uh, so it's not as – life isn't as hard on them. And also, the, like I said, the training, the nutrition, everything's completely different, you know? It's yeah. that bullshit Hollywood pools. 60's the new 40, you know, blah, 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 you know? Because the, the Hollywood actors don't want to get old – and have to get shit rolls, you know. <laughs> but you know, fighters, fighters are different animals than they were thirty years ago. Yeah, no, maybe you're right. I mean, maybe you're right. It just seemed like they they kind of uh, the UFC doesn't usually do this. Where like you see that with Bellator, where they want to build a guy up, so they just find the guy from like you know fucking I don't know some kind of beanery or something or some kind of you know they go to some bar and say, hey, you want to fight? Uh, this dude for the you know but you you see it seems like they have a little bit more uh credibility all right so he beat uh, he beat two guys he beat two guys in rising people get, they give a lot of those guys two weeks notice you know so what kind of condition are you gonna have in two weeks so, so okay you're right so he no so he beat uh he lost a no okay he he, he lost to hideki sikani uh in rising uh no, he, he actually beat him yeah. And he'd be, he'd be two guys in Rising and Deep. He, he lost to Jake Hoon, and then he lost uh, – he beat Rio Sakai and Deep. He lost to Krokop in the first round. 
he he beat Jerome LeBanner, but he beat him uh, in in 2017 in the Rising Grand Prix bantamweight. We're up, but Jerome, so 2017, Jerome was 47 now, so he was 41 at the time. Um, but yeah, but it wasn't a kickboxing. It was an MMA. It was it was mixed martial arts to beat him in. I don't, in kickboxing, I'm sure the LeBron would have fucking torched him. Uh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Think bantamweight. Is he? I mean, he he. You uh, said bantamweight. It's it said he he beat him. The banner's a heavyweight. Yeah, it's it said it said uh. Rising fighting men's bantamweight and women's tournament. Oh, so it was at the tournament. It wasn't like it was even fighting at bantamweight. It was that was the name of the, of the, of the tournament yeah. he won. So uh, yeah, I mean, look, the guy, the guy obviously is a tough guy, but it just seemed like it was a, as one sided as a fight as you could see. As you could see, I mean, this guy Romanov looks like he's the real deal. Uh, he's gonna give uh, a lot of heavyweights a lot of problems. Kevin Kroom was a guy took the fight on like forty eight hour notice. Huge underdog and just storched Roosevelt Roberts. I mean, he just came out there and was like, fuck it. Uh, it's interesting because Roosevelt Roberts has been like a minus 200 favorite in every single one of his UFC fights, and he gets starched in almost all of his fights. You know, he yeah. fought our boy Vince. Mm -hmm. And it's just very interesting how the odds are always in Roosevelt Roberts' favor. But it makes sense since his opponent was coming on like a two-day uh, fight notice, you know. Now, so, I mean, there was good fights. Uh, obviously, this week is going to be the big one. Tyron Woodley versus Colby Covington. Um, I, I'm excited. You see, what, you see that video I sent you with Donald Trump? It was so weird, yeah. dude. But it then, was bizarre. Yeah, I'm, I'm jealous. You're jealous? But it seemed like, <laughs> Colby, seemed like Colby tried to kiss his hand. Afterwards, which was a little. Are you drinking a beer? Yeah, I did. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Trump said I didn't have any of that shit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Trump moves pretty fast through stage, don't he? Yeah, he got good hand speed. He actually afterwards he grabbed Kobe by the pussy. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to watch this fight. I mean, was it wet? It was wet. It was a wet ass pussy. This fight is so interesting to me because. Yeah. Look, momentum-wise, Kobe's looked a lot better than Tyron Woodley. But Woodley says he's back. He trained with Masvidal. His head is clear. If there's ever a fight he wants to win, it's against Kobe Covington. Now, that being said, I feel like Woodley is going to go out guns blazing in the first round and throw everything he has at Kobe Covington. And he could knock him out in the first round. He could knock him out any round. He's got that kind of power. It's a five-round fight. But he might gas himself out by the second or third. If that happens, I see Kobe kind of running away with it. Uh, what do you think is going to happen this week with Kobe versus Woodley? Don? How many five-round fights has Kobe been in? Uh, like three or four. Yeah, how many five-rounders has uh, Tyrone been in? Probably, what do you think, Joe? Like I'm pulling eight? it up right now. They're probably seven or eight. I mean, it's pretty close. I mean, Tyron went against uh, against uh, yeah. both. Of, yeah. It's like one, two, three, four, five, six, about six. Six. And Kobe's what? Been in four. Let's see. Could be about the same. Colby has been in three five round fights that went the distance almost. Yeah. So, so it's three. three versus six. How many rounds, how many times did Tyrone go the distance? I think it's five. Five. One, two, five. three. And he went the distance four, every five. time? 
No, one the one main event he submitted Darren Till in the second round. All of his other title fights went all like the distance. So five, uh, four, really? five, five. Yeah, so five. Oh well, yeah. So he's not he's not really a finisher then. No, I mean, well, but who, who do you think wins? You know, I like them both. I like them both. You know, I, I like the. I like to cheer for the old guy, you know, especially the old wrestler, you know. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Colby, Colby's, you know, holding hands with the president. Shit. You know, that's that's right up there with, you know, with what I want to do, you know. Shit, that's, that's my bucket list. Tell. <laughs> now, I mean, I do think Colby does make the division fun because he, he plays the villain so well. And I want to see the rematch with Usman, where I feel like Tyron, if he beats Colby, if he rematches Usman, he's not going to be, there's not going to be this whole animosity, you know? So Colby does make it fun. Yeah. And like a wrestling kind of thing, like a WWE wrestling kind of thing. Uh, so I guess. Right, yeah. Like, you know, those are put out. Yeah. You so know, you're almost like. Uh, exactly. Uh, now, before we go on to that, because we have a lot more fights to cover, we got to talk to this girl, Victoria Anthony. Uh, she she is the number one ranked wrestler in the U.S. Wait, wait, you're dropping, wait, you're dropping me for her? You're no, 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 you're not. No, no, you're still on the show, Don. You're still on the show. Uh, but, Corey, yeah, you're talking about you show her more than you're show me? Of, co- of course I am. I mean, look, <laughs> look at her. Oh. And look at you. I mean, this I'm girl. sorry, Don. You got your hair in the wrong place. I got it up here. You got it over here. Uh, <laughs> uh, you got it everywhere, sweetheart. <laughs> He's, uh, he sent me some pictures. You got, you got it everywhere, man. Wow. <laughs> I sent him wow, one picture you're, of your Instagram. You're I, didn't, I didn't send him some pictures. I, 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 said, this is who, <laughs> I said, this is who we're interviewing today. And I just showed him your, your Instagram. Um, but, with, now, uh, you're right, now, you're right number one at 48 kilograms. What's that? I'm actually not. You know what? I need someone to edit the Wikipedia page. I don't actually know how to do it. But the weight class is 50 kilos now. So it's 110. Yeah. And uh, I th- I'm ranked number two, I believe. You're ranked number two, but you're training for the Olympics, right? Training for the Olympics, yes, absolutely. Now, last time you were one match away from making the Olympic team. That is exactly right. Yes, yes. It's a three-match series to make the Olympic team. First, you wrestle through the bracket, and then the second day, those two people wrestle best two out of three. So I won the second match, and I lost the, the first and third. Okay, all right. So this time, how are we, how are we ready? How do we ready? Ready to go. I'm so back excited. Don, what were you saying? Back in back in 1988, I was seven or ten matches away from making the Olympic team. <laughs> I know what you're talking you were about. Right, right there. <laughs> That's very close. Very close. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, so you're ranked number third. Have you wrestled the girls ranked number one and two before? Yeah, for sure. Um, one girl in particular that's ranked number one, she came down from the weight class above. So the, the only match we ever had in our careers, we had earlier this year in January 2020 and ended 5-5. She won the match, though. So it's just such exciting times because I, I just feel like I'm doing all the right things. I'm in the right place mentally. And uh, I actually got a gift with this extra year because I just changed camps, basically. I just changed my training situation. And it was a risk because it was so close to the Olympic trials. Uh, and I was like, oh, shit, I got an extra year to train here? This is amazing. So I'm excited. Yeah. 
how is it if it's five five? How does she win? Criteria. So if uh, if she scored the last point, so she wins the match. That is bullshit. It's five five. Don't we have points for a reason? I think I, it ended up, I'm trying to remember if it ended up five five. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We I know that's the always the discussion with freestyle wrestling, right? And and Greco. Like, should we do an overtime or should we use our criteria? Overtime. I mean, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's like, it's like. Well, if the Knicks score 50 points in the first and the other team scores 50 points in the second, it's 50-50. It doesn't mean the last person who scores. That right. doesn't, yeah. doesn't make any sense. But uh, now, I, I, now I've been, I, I went and researched you. Uh, so you were like an amazing high school wrestler. You were, I think, national champion in high school? Yeah, yeah, for sure. A few times. And then you go to Canada to go to college. Mm -hmm. Why? No, no offense to Canadians, but like, but like, but why, why did you go to Canada? So in the U.S., when I graduated high school in 2009, there were only, I don't know, maybe like 14, 15 colleges, but they were all in small towns like Tennessee and Missouri, and uh, they, they had smaller populations in my high school, and I'm like, I'm from the L.A. area, from, well, from Orange County, really, and just like my high school was 3,000 kids, and I was like, I'm not doing that. I can't do that. Uh, and I really was looking for, you know, a proper college experience. And that's one of the things that it's getting better now, but women wrestlers almost have to trade off. If you want to wrestle in college, like getting, you don't get a Big Ten experience or, you know, one of these big D1 schools. And so going to Canada, I, was, I just was looking at other options. And that gave me that big school experience. And uh, it's in a beautiful city. Vancouver is my favorite city in the whole world. It's yeah. amazing. Have you been? Uh, no, yeah, I have been to Vancouver. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. And, uh, and actually at the time, everyone that, had, that was coaching at the, at, on that staff had either been on an Olympic team or coached an Olympic team. And I was like, perfect. That's the place for me. So, and then you were a four-time national champion. The f first person to do it. The only person in Canada. There's in, in Canada. So actually we compete in the U.S. League. That's also a reason. I was like, it doesn't really matter. We're competing the exact same against the same people. Um, so actually that day I won my fourth title and then Helen was like three or four weights up and then she won her fourth immediately, like a few, wait, few uh, hours later. Well, you were the first, so fuck it. Right? First, you were first. the first person to do it, um, which, which was, I mean, that's amazing. Now, was the competition easier in Canada than it was in the U.S.? Well, like I said, we didn't, we competed in the U.S. League. So actually my oh, school is- Oh, so you weren't, you weren't beating up Canadians. No, I did for my first year, and then they were like, to our school, they were like, you get out of here. If you want to compete in the U.S., go compete in the U.S. Oh. And kick us out of the Canadian League. Wow, <laughs> so Don, you hear year, that? They were so good, they got kicked out of the freaking Canadian League. You hear that? <laughs> I feel like Don's getting bored. Are you getting bored, Don? Everything right? Shocking. You got to throw Don a question so we don't lose it. That's so <laughs> Now, Now, are your parents... Socialism is his finest, yes. Now, now what national... Are you... Now, can, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I guess what you, I think, you are? Yeah. Yeah, I go. think you're half black, half Indian. I am not, but oh. any other guesses? <laughs> Don, you want to guess? Don's like, I don't uh, care. see. About half black, half Pakistani. <laughs> I, I just guess the same thing as him. Yeah, the same, I no, the same, the same guy. Uh, I'm guessing no, Puerto Rican. Uh, okay, You're guessing okay. Puerto Rican? You're guessing Puerto Rican. Or are, Colombian, are, yeah. Are any of us, or, and Colombian, are any of us close? 
No, not even close. Uh, the black part for sure. I'm pretty much just black, but our family is New Orleans Creole. Um, if you guys have ever heard this terminology. So it basically just means like, historically there were black slaves That's in right. the New Orleans area. Yeah. And, you know, French traders were coming in for it, Spanish traders, and also some Native American. And that just got mixed up, and mm. that's who we are. That was my second guess. Yeah. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of black slave for traders, anyways. You know, primarily the the Africans captured each other and then sold. And then oh, that's not, all right, we're not gonna, we're not gonna, right, we're not gonna get into uh, this. This is this is not what we're gonna talk about. And, 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 and the MLA, uh, it doesn't really matter who it doesn't really matter who it was. But that's just the the mix of things that got the anime roasted podcast is, does not endorse this philosophy. All right, now Don, do you want to get in your car and get better Wi-Fi there? Because uh, last week you were in your car and you had the best Wi-Fi we've ever had. Uh, is there any way you can get in your car? You talking to me? Yes. <laughs> See, now, you're kicking me off. Get a pretty girl. And you I'm kick not me kicking off. you off. I'm, I I'm just, just predicted saying. that. All right. Okay. All right. We're gonna You're telling going. me to go to my truck. No, I'm go talking to a girl. Get right my now. truck and go kick rocks. I'm talking to a girl right now who was <laughs> in 2013 world champions, 2009, 2010, you were a junior world champion, 2015, 17, you were the U.S. Open champion. You were second in 2013, the world team trials, second in 2012, in the U.S. Open, 2015, 16, Dave Schultz, a moral international champion, fifth in 2008, junior world champion. You were the 2015 Clippian Lady Open in Sweden. You were 2013 national champion, four-time college. We talked about that. And 2008 junior national champion. You were also the outstanding wrestler in the Ukraine, uh, which was ninth mm -hmm. in the Ivan Yargin Grand Prix. And then you took third in the UUWW Golden Grand Prix Finals in Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. And then you were. Azerbaijan. 2015, you were third in the Grand Prix in Spain, second in the U.S. World Team Trials, third in the Mongolian Open. Uh, and then that's only, this is only half. It keeps going on. Like, holy shit. I played uh, second in Fortnite last week. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. How are you going to get to first? <laughs> I mean, first of all, what was it like wrestling in Mongolia? Love it. I love these, like, I mean, they're obscure to Americans, I feel like. These obscure locations we get to go to. Um, really, it's like, I don't remember the, the tournament as much, but just, like, going around the, this rural area in Mongolia and going into literally people's homes that are yurts and, and just getting to experience Mongolian culture. And more than anything, wrestling's a national sport there, so it's, like, the overwhelming love they have for the thing that I love is the coolest part about you know experiences like that for me? No, like, I was I was there. I did comedy in Mongolia. I was, oh, the second, was it? I was the second American comic ever in Mongolia. It was no way. Yeah, they were they treat you like such family. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was it was they're like Hawaiians. Um, they're like nice Hawaiians, uh, but they can kick ass. Not that Hawaiians. Yeah. Can. Um, <laughs> they're a little tougher though, I would say. <laughs> a little, a little bit. Um, yeah, and then you, it's just it's just crazy, like. I'm just watching your, your wrestling because you're super aggressive and quick. You have an amazing outside single leg uh, and you just keep going and going and going and going. How did you get into wrestling? Like why wrestling in Orange County? So I started with martial arts first. Like my, my dad just did a bunch of martial arts when I was growing up and 
at the time I was six years old and he was doing judo and I've just always been a hyperactive person slash child and I was like ah, if I have to be here I want to practice and I just bothered them until they let me on the mat and then at that point I like fell in love with judo and then was on the same track for judo basically like I wanted to be an Olympian for judo and uh, I got injured right before I went to high school and then I had three surgeries in that same eighth grade year and was like just not doing anything at all. And my parents were like, why don't you go try wrestling when you get to high school? Cause you're not doing anything and you're getting fat. <laughs> and I didn't want to, but then I saw a demonstration and I was like, okay, this looks enough like judo that I think I'll get by. And it got me out of PE class. So I was like, okay, I'm in, I'll sign up if it gets me out of PE. <laughs> wow. And then, and then you were, so, so you had a judo background. Now did your, your high school coach, was he just like, cause I coach wrestling as I coach middle school wrestling okay. and uh, coaching girls, is like so much easier than coaching guys because they're disciplined. They don't fuck around. Well, depends. Sometimes you get girls that try out as a joke. They think it's a big, mm. it's big, and they wear their jewelry and stuff. And then after the first practice, they just leave. They're like, okay, this is actually a lot harder than I thought it was going to be a joke. Um, but my, I've probably coached about six girls in 12 years that went through the whole season. And the hard part is that they're too hard on themselves. Or like the guys I have to build up, be like, hey, the guys I have to calm down. Hey, you're not as good yeah. as you think you are. You know, there's better, where the girls are like, I don't know if I can do this, or I'm nervous, or I'm scared, or my friends are here. And I have to be like, no, you're going to win. You're going to do this. That, is that your experience too? For sure, 100% for myself. And then also when I coach other girls or when I do clinics, like that's really the number one thing I harp on when I do clinics. And I remind the girls over and over, like you don't have to repeat to yourself verbally, I don't know how to do this oh, this is so hard. Oh, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do this. Girls will say that to themselves over and over. Whereas guys just shut up and they just do it. They're just like, whatever, I'll get it eventually, you know? And I think girls do make wrestling. It's already such a hard sport. And then they internalize a lot of that. And it's, a, it's an extra battle. And I definitely dealt with that myself. Um, but I think, you know, it also builds character and helps like that. That's what helped me figure out who am I as a person, you know? Oh shit, I don't have to do this to myself. Like why, why does like my male counterparts in some ways, they just believe they're gonna get this eventually. Okay, so yeah. No, another experience, I have a girl who I love coaching. She, she said the guys don't wanna train with her because they don't wanna lose to her. Mm -hmm. um, so that like when I go, everyone pick a partner, she's, she's like kind of the last person, but she was also not making it easier because she was going to the wall and just hanging out. I'm like, no, you have to grab a guy and be like, you're my partner today. Uh, did you have that experience too? For sure. I mean, it's tough. Like, like when I, all four years of high school, I felt like I didn't belong there and I felt uncomfortable. So then you really get in a situation where you need a partner. It's like, I don't want to go force myself to ask somebody for a partner. Um, yeah, so I had the same experiences for sure. I don't know. I think there's a lot more reasons than they don't want to lose to you, you know, like, I'm gonna just don't want to wrestle a girl, like, or uh, yeah, there's a lot of things to it. Or their parents are like, don't wrestle the girl, <laughs> like, for for whatever, for a variety of reasons. So I just learned not to take offense, uh, but I do think it's just really interesting because wrestling's so hard as it is, and then a female in these situations, there's just so much more to deal with that a lot of people don't realize, um, and a lot of girls are like have other people around them trying to kind of shove them out, and yeah, so. It just builds a lot of character. <laughs> yeah, what do I do about that? Because I've had parents sometimes, where the kid's not that good at wrestling, the boy, and they would say, hey, you have a match. Could you not have my kid wrestle a girl in the match? And as a middle school coach, because I do the matchups, mm 
Mm-hmm. Like, I have to listen to the parent. I feel like it's the parent. At the same time, I'm like, man, that sucks. Cause now, you know, it just it sucks because now someone else maybe who I wouldn't have matched the kid up with the girl because maybe the, the, he's like a level. Could we go A, B, C? And maybe yeah. the kid's a B and the girl's a B. And it's a good matchup. But now I got to go B, C. And I know the kid's going to lose anyway. You know what I'm saying? Or, or I got to go yeah. B, A. What do I, what, what do you tell parents when you have that? That's a tough situation. Personally, I think, I guess it would be situation by situation, but it, is it like a religious reason or you just don't want, you just don't feel I, like it? I think that they were just worried that if the kid lost to a girl, it would really fuck them with them mentally or he would get teased or made fun of or you, that kind of a thing. Right. Um, from my own experience, from the guys that lost me in high school, they'll still, I'll literally get messages at random like, hey, like, remember when you beat me in high school? Like, like it, it, for some of them, it built character. Like there, there was one kid, Kevin Mai, that I was the first girl to make it to masters in California and I beat him and he eventually, I think he placed in state like eventually and I, and I did it and he, uh, I think that match was maybe pivotal in some ways because of that loss and, and then he went on to be, you know, a really good wrestler. So in that way, I would say parents are handicapping their kids. You know, things are gonna, you're gonna bump up against situations all through your life that are challenging or that you get criticized for and trying to protect someone from that. I don't, Personally, I don't think it's helping them. Don, what would you tell a parent that says don't wrestle the girl? Don, are you still here? Don. Get his ass out there, and he better not. Get his ass out there, and he better not lose. <laughs> <laughs> like, fucking go win. <laughs> Beat her up. <laughs> Don, did you ever lose to a girl in, uh, in uh, training? Don. Oh, boy. Guess what, Joe? What's up? The wait is finally over. Football is back. Now, you might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on all the action on BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. How great is that? And you can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures today. Head to Bet Online, online today, and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Check it out. Don, what's going? Is that is that your penis? What's going on? By the way, have you ever heard of Don Fry, Victoria? No, not until today. All right, so Don Fry is a UFC Hall of Famer. Uh, he won UFC eight, UFC nine. He beat Ken Shamrock. It was a draw, although I thought he won. Uh, he has probably was not a draw. It was a, it was a, it was not a draw. It was a split decision. I thought it was unanimous, but you know. Okay, so he yeah he beat he beat Ken Shamrock. He also has the greatest fight of all time against Takeyama. It was that fight where him against this huge Japanese pro wrestler. They just punch on their face for like 20 minutes until Don was uh, the last man standing. This is not some, just so you don't know, this is not some random creepy guy talking to you. Uh, this okay. is like, this, he, he, he was an honor, Don. <laughs> he's also a black belt in judo. Oh, really? He's, he's, he's a black belt in judo. He's been in like 400 Priceline commercials. He, was, he fought Godzilla in one of the Godzilla movies. Uh, I maybe have seen you in a Priceline commercial. That's, uh, this is coming into my consciousness, maybe. Yeah, he's, I mean, and some of his, he, he lost to Mark Coleman twice, but he is a monster. He also knocked out Gary Goodrich 
like three out of four times. Uh, he, he was one of like the pioneers of MMA. He, he was a man's man. He came out there with an American flag Speedo, the mustache, and the women went crazy. He also did pro wrestling for a while too. So in uh, Japan. So he's, yes, yeah, so this, this is the legend Don Fry. Um, and, and, and he just had uh, all kinds of surgery in his back, his hip. Uh, he, was in a, he was in a coma for two months. Oh, no. From the uh, surgery? From, I don't know, from all the wear and tear. And he still wants to fight. That's how fucking <laughs> psycho this guy is. Now, now I saw that you, um, do you do jujitsu also? I'm getting back into it. I did a little bit of jiu-jitsu like when I was transitioning into high school, only for maybe a year. I competed a couple times and then just went all wrestling. Are you thinking, um, about, going, are you thinking about doing MMA? I am thinking about it for sure. It's like my childhood dream was to be a ninja and now that's a career path for women <laughs> that's monetized. Like this is crazy. Uh, but I've never been in a fight before. So I feel like I can't 100% everyone's like, are you gonna do it? And my thinking now is, okay, at minimum commit one year solid, but I've never been punched in the face before. I never punched somebody in the face before. So how am I really gonna say like, for sure I'm doing this? Don, what, what advice do you have for this beautiful, classy yeah. woman? Go in there and get punched in the face and decide whether you like it or not. And if you don't <laughs> like it, you're wasting your time. So wait, you think he should, he should let someone punch her in the face? That sounds like a really good strategy. Uh, go into one of the MMA gyms, you know, and go into a sparring session. Just go in there and spar boxing or standing up, you know. Get, yeah. You know, just give it a shot. See what, you know, for for three minutes. And then or tell yourself three minutes, but you may get punched in the face once and decide it's not for you. You know, yeah. I mean, specify that out now before you do it. She's actually, uh, by the way, she trains where you are, out of uh, Tempe, Arizona, Don. Oh, you're in Tempe. I'm, I'm down in, I'm down in Tucson. Oh, Tucson. But my daughter, I got a daughter up there. Yeah. Where, where do you, you train go? at in Tempe? Actually, you guys aren't going to like this, but I actually am back in Canada. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I live in Calgary now. But I was, uh, I was training at ASU for the four years um, before this, from 2016 to, till now. Now, we're going to show some clips. Uh, Weaned up. Did you, did you pull it up? Yeah, I got it. All right, we're going to show what I watched last night. This girl, Don, I mean, she is exciting as fuck to watch. Look, look, at, some of the, look at some of her highlights. She's just... Just beating people up here. Great inside trip. Just boom. And this is on an international level. Head and arm, which I hate, but okay. Everybody hates it, but I love it. That inside trip is a fantastic judo move. Um, Eddie, Eddie Urbano used to use that. That's how he won the nationals back in um, 84, I think it was, using that move. It's a fantastic move. I never could do it. It's the best. People forget about their feet in wrestling that, and get distracted easily. Don, where did you do judo? In Arizona or somewhere else? Yeah, here in Tucson, yeah. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, Steve Owens, my sense. Okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Yodon. Beautiful. I love it. Be judo is such a beautiful sport. Now, what's a Yodon? It is. And it goes. 
degree. It's fourth or fifth degree. It's fifth degree. Fifth degree. Wow. That's, Black belt. That's insane. Now, now, now you also have your own um, bands, the Thank Free Flow Gusto. Okay, because yeah. I was gonna think about getting one for my wife, and she said that she'd end up being like tied together, and I would end up like letting go and just be like. So explain, what is this free flow gusto? So at the start of quarantine, I was like, mm, there has to be some way to make extra cash right now and, and also help people at the same time. And uh, I was like, well, people need at-home workout equipment, obviously. And I needed at-home workout equipment. And resistance bands were sold out everywhere. And then once I actually found some, they were super shitty quality. And I was like, you know what? I'll just have them produce myself. And I'll, I'll manufacture them and build a little brand around it. And yeah, that's how we got to free flow and gusto. So let's see what it is. Oh, we dog. I, 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 I sent you the link. Don, what are you saying? Brilliant. That's great, man. That is great. That's what America is all about. I don't know what you're doing in Canada. You know, America is all about. And uh, free, free market. Now, do you have a boyfriend? I don't have a boyfriend. No. Are you into boys or girls? Or? I'm into boys. <laughs> you're into boys. Now, I mean, you're gorgeous. You're like, like old you're, you're, you're like old, you're like old men. <laughs> Lower on my radar than younger dudes, but not off the radar. <laughs> now, is it are guys intimidated by you because they see you? You're strong. You're confident. You're you're athletic. Are guys worried that like you're not gonna like them or that you're they they, they get scared? I think there's two categories, and the second category is like not even. A possibility for me to date but those guys that maybe would feel like intimidated by my ambition or um it maybe brings has brought out some of their own insecurities in the past and like this is not what i'm doing over here and then there's other category which also there's a few other things that are just like absolute base requirements like you need to know how to fight you need to know how to uh handle rejection all these different things that like are even a category of person i would date um, and that's over here <laughs> That's me, baby. I'm right there. <laughs> Don, when are you taking me out? Oh, <laughs> uh, don't, don't, don't. He'll be over there in three <laughs> seconds. So now. Hey, this uh, is 20, 2020. You're taking me out. It's a good point. Good point. Now, I feel like guys look at you as like girlfriend material, though, right? Because guys aren't going to call you up for a booty call. They're going to be like, there's no way. She's not going to be down for that, right? So, So you get like serious guys that like. You get like a lot of guys, is it boring for you? The guys want to have, like, you go out, they bring out like a PowerPoint presentation of like where they see <laughs> I think it's both because I think like also high, high level competitors are like, oh, what a conquest, like, and have no interest. So that's something I'm always like scanning for, watching for, you know? Um, and then, yeah, then it gets, it, it's a tough situation. It's a tough situation to be like a high level athlete, also ambitious in, in, uh, entrepreneurship and um, just wanting to be a leader in, in a lot of respects, but the truth, my my heart is with Eastern Europeans, <laughs> so I just love uh, I love just rough Russian accents. <laughs> so that's really it. Gives me a very small niche to work with. <laughs> what's wrong with the, what's wrong with the rough American accent? <laughs> <laughs> Not niche enough. <laughs> Can we pull up a picture of Don back, back in the day? Uh, yeah. Sure. Picture of Don with the uh, with the. I mean, this is this is. I, honestly, I think Victoria. I think it's just a 
you guys miss each other because there's no way you would have been able to reject the Don Fry. Not, I mean, Don Fry now is is the man, but but but, but she's a little young. She's what? She's 21. How old are you? 20? How old are you? Oh, no, I'm 29. Oh, you might be too old for him, actually. Uh, I mean, look at this. Right here. <laughs> I mean, tell me, is there any way you'd be able to not go with this this man right here? In uh, the freaking pubes. <laughs> I'm talking about. <laughs> the one in Asia. That is that even you? The, it's like the center. Second oh, row. is that even you? Oh, is that him? Which one? That one. Know. Yeah, you were like, oh, no, somebody did that as a per. That stays North Cut. They put. Oh, this? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I was like, what's going on? I mean, I mean, this is a man's man right here. I, I was just going to say, I see what you mean by man's man now. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> next lifetime, Don. This was from two weeks ago. Don, next lifetime? Next lifetime. We'll catch each other. Talk about yeah. taking rejection. Yeah, Jesus Christ. All right, well, listen. <laughs> so when do we find out if you make the Olympics? April? Fifth, I think <laughs> April, the first weekend of April, we have our Olympic trials rescheduled. Okay. Well, listen, we're all rooting for you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you, you're, you're awesome. You're, you're beautiful. You're an inspiration to kids everywhere. Uh, I, I like it. You're four foot 10. Uh, that's, that's you like, right, Don, Don, Don's dog likes you. Oh, hi yeah. buddy. So, um, <laughs> now, now, when I get my wrestling uh, program back after COVID, will you? Oh, if you're in California, will you come and run a practice? Oh, for sure. Where in California are you? you I'm in uh, Brentwood. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. You're not too far off for me. Okay, good. That'd be awesome. I'd I'd, I'd have a an Olympic champion, future Olympic champion, coaching our kids. That'd be amazing. <laughs> thank uh, well, you. Thank you for being on the podcast. And uh, where can people find you? At Victoria Vortex on Instagram at Victoria underscore Vortex on Twitter. And check out if you need any resistance fans. They really are the best quality you'll be able to find online. Um, freeflowgusto.com. Well, thank you, Victoria. Take care. Have a good rest of the week. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Good day. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was Victoria. Uh, what, what, what do you think of Victoria, Don? I think she's a cutie. I should have asked her what her grandmother, if her grandmother's available. You know? <laughs> so she rejected me. Yeah, I don't know. I think she said, when are we going out? I honestly think that, like, uh, you might have had a shot there. She seems like she's got some, she's got some daddy issues. Cute couple. Uh, so, yeah, it's a cute couple, right? I like it. Yeah, like Don and uh, Victoria. Yes. So let's talk about uh, some of the Bellator fights. Machida versus Davis. That fight went exactly as expected. Might have been the most boring fight I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> Looked like a glorified sparring session. I don't blame Phil Davis. He at least was making the action, trying to make it a half fight. Cheetah was evading him the whole time. And uh, I don't know. It's just like. It was he, tough. Yeah, it's a win, but, but Cheetah's a tough guy to fight. I mean, it's almost like he's trying not to fight. He's like socially distancing himself the entire fight. His cornerman was like Dr. Fauci. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, how do you fight a guy like that, Don? Like I said, you got to get a bull rope. You know, do the old Dusty Rhodes, Texas bull rope match, you know? <laughs> now, the, the, the kickboxing fight, Raymond Daniels. Uh, Dude. Who, so he, he, he had a low blow, 
on Peter Stanonic, right? Two kicks in the, in, the, in the balls. This guy went down and was crying in the cage. Do we have a clip from it? Can we get a clip? I can pull it up. Yeah, he was crying in the cage for five minutes, howling. Uh, like my dog started barking from home. Why? Because he got kicked in the balls. I mean, this guy is what? A, what? <laughs> we'll, we'll, we will show oh you. Oh my god, I've been kicked in the balls. If I play the clip, this video will he probably be taken down balls. off YouTube, Adam. I don't care. Play it. I got. I got to hear Don's reaction to this. Okay. It's a. It's it's worth the forty-seven cents. We're gonna lose. Uh, so. <laughs> All right. So here we go. The, the, I mean, he was crying, and then the fight was over. They didn't go back. That was it. That was the whole fight. He got kicked in the ball, but at the same time, he did get kicked pretty hard. I mean, I probably would have been crying too. Uh, like his. All right. I have a brief uh, clip. It's not actually like an, there's not an HD link, so I'm just playing like this crappy version. But it's no big All right. deal. All right, let's see it. All right, so here, he got kicked the balls right there, right there. He went. That's the first one. That's the first one. And I think they're just gonna re keep replaying this one. Yeah. And then he was howling. <laughs> yeah, it was like crying loudly, like. Uh, and that was that, that was the whole fight. Wait, why are you laughing, Don? How is that funny? I mean, it was just that was the, the oh whole. Oh my god, he's. You think he was acting? Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe he was. You know, maybe he spent a lot of money for fertility. You know, <laughs> shots he wants to have a baby. You know, and he got kicked in the balls. He saw all that money. You know, go, go down the drain. So his chances, chances of being a father or mother or whatever, you know, were gone down too. So you don't think he was? You think he was, he was acting? Stop. So you don't think he was? He was really crying. Don? Oh, I'm sure he was nowadays. Yeah, I'm sure he was fighting, crying nowadays. Crying, you, you know, if you fart wrong, you fart wrong, you get sued, you know, and, and you hurt people's feelings. So he probably got his feelings hurt, you know, uh, <laughs> because a guy yelled, the guy yelled boo before he kicked him in the balls, you know. So you think he was a snowflake? That's why you think he was a Joe Biden supporter? That's why he was crying? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's a he sends money. He's a you know fun. He's a fundraiser for Joe Biden. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Leslie Smith won. Happy for her. Uh, she's the one that tried to sue the UFC. Um, tried to form a union. I don't know how it went. They cut her uh, or she left. The fight was closer than it had to be. Kat Zingano won. I know you're a big fan of Kat Zingano. Um, she dominated the first two rounds. It's about time. About time. Did she get a new training camp? Because, I, you know, I saw her a couple losses. She didn't lose that fight, you know, herself. Her goddamn corner lost the fight for. So did, did she get a new training camp? I think she's over at Alliance. Uh, and she, she won uh, in San Diego. Look, she dominated the first two rounds, was clearly outclassing a girl. I go to like, I'm playing Barbie with my daughter while watching the fights. I'm trying to watch it while playing Barbie. This is my life. Um, and by the third round, she's mounted getting the shit beaten out of her for the first two and a half minutes. And I was like, whoa, like what happened? And then she swept the girl, ended up on top and won the fight. 
But that was way closer than it had to be. Like, damn. Um, yeah. And Keith Lee one. We're going to have Keith Lee on. Ed Ruth is the most frustrating fighter ever. Here's a guy I think was a three-time national champion for Penn State. Uh, and he got a takedown. He overextended himself, got caught in a heel hook, and got tapped. Uh, Dude, what's funny about that fight is Josh Thompson, right when he was put in, like, the heel hook position, Josh Thompson was like, I've trained with him before. This is, like, no problem for him. Two seconds later, he taps to the heel hook. Yeah. I was like, oh, the irony. That's what I love. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, kind of rough to watch because – that heel hook looks like 20-year-old tech, technology, isn't it? Shit. But it works. I mean, it still works, right? Yeah. Uh, if, yeah if you don't train for it, you got to train for everything in, in a fight game, you know? But it, it's frustrating because he's it's like, like – He's like Aaron Pico, though, where you know how good he can be and you know how good he will be if he doesn't quit, but these little mistakes keep costing him fights. Um, I don't know what to do about that. I think, I think th- he's that high level of a wrestler. Probably like, I would say, like a Kevin Randleman, where Randleman was so good at wrestling, everything, it's like everything else maybe came too easy or easy enough or he didn't depend on it or he thought he could rely on it too much. And I feel like this, that still happens today with these guys like Aaron Pico, but in his case, he wanted to become a boxer. And with, with Ed Ruth, where it's just like, ugh. You gotta train everything else, and I know he is training jiu-jitsu. He's competing and stuff, but man, that was that was rough to watch. Um, yeah, man. Good, good. Now Bellator Saturday, Juan Archuleta beat Patrick Michi. You know what? That's one of those fights where he said, you know, this other guy. He said it was a first five-round fight for Patrick. Juan said he's gonna fade in the second half. That's exactly what happened. Uh, now the first time. First time you ever went to a five-round fight, Don. Was it, was it totally different? Yeah, going the distance is a lot different than, um, than you know, getting a quick knockout or a quick submission. It, 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 it fades you. It, 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 it's like, you know, like that 500-pound gorilla jumping on your back while you're going uphill in the snow, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the best way to train for that? You just got to do conditioning, you know. You got to train your ass off. And, uh, you know, we used to train so damn hard. I'd look I'd look at the fight as the night off, you know. And in most cases, it was. Wow, that's fucking I – mean, that's, that's crazy. That's crazy to hear that. You look at the fight as the night off. I never even heard that. Yeah. Now, uh, Neiman Gracie beat John Fitch. Yeah. It, it seemed like John Fitch did not – want to be there he was they had both of them had leg locks on each other he's going against a gracie and he's talking shit gracie taps him and then he just starts laughing and congratulated him when a guy loses and starts laughing i you can't help but think that he doesn't really want to be there anymore uh and then he retired that night right. so i don't know i feel like he should, yeah. you know i mean you don't want to see a guy cry He'd when he be retired he retired before the fight, actually, you know? That's exactly what it seemed like. Stealing yeah. a check. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. And he got taken down twice by a Gracie. This guy's a Division One Purdue wrestler, four-time 
Division One wrestler should not be getting taken down by Neiman Gracie. No, no, should be taken down by anybody unless they're a four-time Division One you know wrestler. Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, Deanna Bennett was beating Liz Carmouche. I thought she was winning. I was rooting for Deanna because I know Deanna. She came in seven pounds heavy uh, at 125. Now she's not allowed to fight at 125 anymore. If you come, I guess if you come in seven pounds heavy, I guess over five, you have to fight either the weight class above. Makes sense, good. dude. Yeah. Uh, she, 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 she was winning the fight, I thought, but she pulled the hamstring in the third and couldn't move and then got, got tapped. Uh, have you ever pulled a hamstring in a fight, Don? No, I pulled it. I pulled it uh, training for a fight, and uh, shit, I went in against that, that Gilbert Ivel fight. I had pulled one adductor and sprained on, on the right side, and strained my uh, groin on the left side. You know, going into it, that's why they were both taped up. You know, they taped me up and shot me with Novocaine. And then it kind of hurt, hurted me out there, you know. <laughs> but you still won, right? Yeah, I got I got lucky. I got lucky in a lot of fights and won. Yeah. You didn't get lucky. I'd rather be lucky than good. No, fuck that. You didn't get. You don't. You don't get lucky by <laughs> beating got... Gilbert Ivel, dude. You 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 beat Gilbert Ivel because you beat Gilbert Ivel. You didn't get lucky. I got lucky against Takayama. You know, Fuck I, that! I what? You're full of shit, dude. That's not luck. Yeah. That's, that's that's not luck. Luck is like finding twenty dollars outside in the fucking street. Yeah. Or something. Luck isn't going into a fight, giving it one. <laughs> get get the fuck out of here. Lucky's like you take girl home and she fucking was like, hey, by the way, my friend's coming over and we're into threesomes, and that, and it's a girl. That's a, that's luck, you know. You ever have a, a threesome done? No, no, I never, never was lucky that way. Uh, how about you? Yeah, I've had like probably like eight or nine of them. Wow. You know, comedy, you know, I tell people comedy, you don't get paid money for a long time, but you do get paid in pussy because uh, you will get women way out of your league yeah. and have way more fun uh, because you're the new guy coming into town. You make people laugh. You have their attention. And they know that you're leaving the town the next day. So anything they want to do to someone, and they'll do to you. Uh, and they won't have to deal with the consequences of having to see you in the same town the next week. Uh, so, yeah, those are those. Are, <laughs> so, fuck, my wife just threw something at me. Anyway, uh, now, uh, Conor McGregor. <laughs> Conor McGregor. Yeah, let me know. Hey, let me know when I can open for let me know when I can open for you, okay? I don't think I can follow you, Don. I thought about that. I'm like, I don't know if I can follow this fucking guy. All he's got to do is show up and fucking talking. Either people are going to love or they're going to run. Uh, now, McGregor got arrested over the weekend. First for indecent, indecent exposure. I guess Khabib's the one who exposed him. Uh, <laughs> no, but he got arrested for, I guess, whipping out his dick at a bar. I don't know what he did. Indecent exposure means whipped out your dick, right? And then... Yeah. And then he got a sexual, and then attempted sexual assault. So I guess he started, but ran out of gas. Or I guess Dylan, Dylan Danis is impressing charges. I don't know what happened, but you got to think if you're Conor McGregor, you're a mark. Yeah. Uh, if he didn't do this, I mean, if he did this, he should be in jail. But I don't know, man. It just seems like this dude's always getting in trouble. Thoughts. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt just because I don't know anything about the stories or the accusations or the incident. 
Um, I always uh, will give the accused person the benefit of the doubt until they're proven guilty, you know. Same, same here. But Don, what do you think? Uh, shit, I, I like to think the same way, you know. I, I like to give people the benefit of the doubt, you know. And that being said, about seven or eight, ten years ago, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago, uh, you know, they said John Jones got arrested for cocaine. And I started bad-mouthing before I even found out. So I, I owe John Jones an apology for that one, you know. I don't know because uh, it turned out he wasn't arrested for cocaine. But, you yeah, know, he was. So, he was arrested. He was arrested. Like, he's arrested for hit and run. He hit a girl, a, pre- a woman who happened to be pregnant and fled the scene of an accident, came back, got his drugs, and ran away even further. Uh, you do not owe him an apology at all. Uh, that's actually think, worse. That's actually worse. This than one, I think this one was after that. Oh, this is before that. Yeah, I think this one was after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, John Jones is another guy who, like, come on, man, you guys, you're the, you're the, you're the top of the world right now. I, I, I know it's easy for me to say that because I'm not at the top of the world, but come on, or at least have people around you that you pay to make sure that, that they keep people that want to get you in trouble out of your vicinity like just how have a bodyguard or two it would be a lot it would be a lot cheaper to have somebody on the payroll you know even for two hundred thousand dollars a year they they could have somebody follow them around yeah and bodyguard their ass bodyguard them from themselves and guys would love to do that there are guys there are great bodyguards out there that they're strapped like hey you can't talk to the guy sorry you can't talk to the guy sorry you got to get away just keep people the fuck away from you that uh, are out to do you no good. Now, Dustin Poirier was supposed to fight Tony Ferguson. Everybody was excited for that fight. I guess the UFC couldn't come to a deal with Poirier. And Poirier's like, you got to pay me more. Tony Ferguson tweeted out, Dana, please pay Poirier more. The fans want to see this. Classy move by Tony Ferguson. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know what the deal is, but I would love to watch that fight. That's Dude, a fight to have. I wonder but, how much money he was asking for. Don? Yeah, that, that would have been a great fight. I would love to see that one. Yeah. I would I I would I would actually pay to see that one, you know? Yeah. Now uh of course. Uh and, and I don't even know who wins. It's one of those fights where you're like, I think it really depends on which tone shows up. I think we all, we always know which Poirier's going to show up. It's which Tony's going to show up. Because uh, the last Tony did not look. The one against Gaethje, I don't think beats Poirier. But the Tony Ferguson that shows up against, what was it, uh, Donald Cerrone or some of those other guys, it's just it's a, it's a different beast. Now, over the weekend, Sergey Karatinov. You ever hear of him? He's a kickboxer. No. No. Okay, well, he's, a, he's had like over 50 fights. He knocked out Danny Williams. Danny Williams is the guy that beat Mike Tyson back when Tyson was like on his like fourth comeback. And so, but the crazy part about this is he walked out to the ring with a bear, an actual bear. Uh, <laughs> uh, Wean Dog, I sent you the, the, the clip. Uh, I'm pulling it up it. right now. Yes. Uh, I don't even understand this. Um, I guess it happened in Russia. Uh, I guess they don't have the same animal. They don't seem to have the same animal rights uh, rules that we have here in America because I don't think that uh, in America they would allow that. But All right, here I, we go. The bears seem pretty happy about it, though. Okay, so here, 
right? This is, this is an actual bear. It looks like a guy in a bear costume, but it's not. He's standing up the bear, they're feeding it, and then <laughs> it's an act, according to the announcement. That's he, awesome. <laughs> so he had a band playing awesome. and a bear. Uh, I don't even know what to think about this. All right, that's it. We look hilarious. <laughs> I mean, the bear, the bear seemed pretty skilled, actually. Um, now, also, uh, yeah. I, showed you, I showed you that clip of Mike Tyson, by the way. How good is Mike? Yeah, he won. He won. Karatinov won. Who won? The guy with the bear. Karatinov won. Um, yeah, good. What are you doing? <laughs> Now, according to Bellator, they've reached out to sign Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar and Bellator would be great because he'd be back on the juice. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they test over there. If they do, if you <laughs> um, and I think Brock Lesnar beats every heavyweight in Bellator. Uh, maybe, maybe Ryan. Absolutely. And maybe Ryan Bader beats Brock Lesnar. Maybe. Uh, Ryan just, right. yeah, Ryan just lost at two hundred five. Yeah, but at heavyweight, I think Ryan beats everybody. Like he lost at two hundred five. Um, so maybe that guy at two hundred five beats Ryan beats Brock, but uh, I don't know. I mean, Jack Steroid, TRT, Brock Lesnar. Tell me, you wouldn't want to watch that? Even like him versus Roy Nelson, or him against Congo, or him against Mitrioni. I, I kind of like Brock in those fights. I mean, maybe, uh, maybe. I want to see Brock go to fight circus, dude. I want to see Brock versus like ten midget <laughs> little peoples. All right, thank you. Uh, <laughs> or, or the bear. You know, yeah, the bear. bear. Right, exactly. Now the fights this week. Remember we had that girl Alicia <laughs> Z- uh, Zipatella. Yeah. That girl that I sent you the, her her picture, and you were like, "What is she uh, fighting lingerie girls?" Remember that. That girl that was on the podcast, pretty brunette. No, she was pretty. She's brunette. She was. Yeah, she was, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. She's fighting Double. on Friday. She's fighting in uh, the main event, and and Victor this Friday. Nice. Uh, now Saturday, Woodley versus Covington. We talked about that. Donald Cerrone versus Nico Price. I don't like this fight for Cerrone. I like Cerrone, but unfortunately, I think Nico Price wins this fight. I think he's bigger. Younger, hungrier. Cerrone did not look good against against uh, Conor McGregor the last fight. I don't know what's going on with him. Um, but he looked. But he. But he fought after that. He fought Pettis, right? Yeah, he lost to a decision to Anthony Pettis. But it was pretty close. Um, who do we like in this fight? Nico Price or Cerrone? We know. Nico. I think Nico. Like you. You did a. You did a good analysis. I think Nico's was bigger and. I mean, both their chins are, have been tested, and both their chins are suspect at this point. So I think whoever just lands a cleaner, harder shot is going to walk away with a KO victory. Don, are you are you are you sleeping? Is Don sleeping? <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Nico. <laughs> no, not yet. I no. <laughs> I go. With, I would go with Nico because I mean, jet. Uh, when when uh, Cerrone fought. McGregor, McGregor just hit him in the nose, the shoulder, you know, and he backed up and looked at the blood, and he got like, what the hell, I'm bleeding, you know, <laughs> and yeah. it took him out of the fight, and shit, now I got so much damn money, 
hell, he, he can get a blood infusion right before the fight, you know, if he was that worried about it. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Walker, who was looked like a world beater at one point, and then he kind of got exposed. He's lost his last couple fights. At the beginning, he was just killing everybody. And then, and then, he, then he started – he won Don and then started breakdancing after one of his fights and then threw out his shoulder breakdancing in the octagon. Uh, but after <laughs> – Yeah, that's like these idiots standing up on the rail and doing a backflip. You know, you know how much money you are potentially losing, asshole. Jeez. So he lost the his trainer. Last... The trainer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lost his uh, the, like uh, he had a four of his last fights, but he's fighting Ryan Spann, who's on a seven-fight winning streak. I'm gonna go with Ryan Spann because Walker keeps every time he loses, he he, he changes his training camp. I think he's been to like five different training camps. Uh, it doesn't seem very confident in his own ability, and he blames a trainer too. So I'm going with Ryan Span on this. Me too. Um, now, was tough. this guy Chimaev, who is undefeated, they're calling him the what? The Swedish Khabib, isn't he? Was he from or from Chechnya? From Chechnya? Uh, Sweden, Stockholm, Sweden. From Sweden. I mean, that's guess that's where he fights out of. I don't know where his. What he's his from ethnicity Chechnya. Is. Trains out of Sweden. He's been murdering people, Don. I mean. 10 eights every one of his fights. They're calling him the next big thing. But he hasn't been tested yet. Uh, but he's, but the, you know, he's fighting Gerald Mearshart, who's a friend of our podcast, who uh, he wins the couple, loses one, but he's really good. And especially when he's up for it, he's, he's got knocked out his last fight, but I think he wins this fight. He's, he's, I think he's, I think he wins. You? What? <laughs> you think you think Gerald's gonna beat Kamzat Shemayev? I do. I don't think Shemayev. I don't know how good he is. The oh. last guy he beat was like they brought on a Bellator prelim guy on like two day notice, and yeah, he ran through that guy. But before that, who has he ever beaten? I don't know, dude. Let's see. John Phillips submitted him. And a bunch of other names that I can't pronounce at all. Yeah, that's what so, I'm saying. I mean, yeah, he only has eight fights, but damn, he looks so scary in there, dude. Yeah, but I, this guy's not going to – not going to buy up to his hype. He's already talking shit to him on, uh, on like, Twitter. Uh, Mackenzie Dern, you know who that is? Don? Yeah, yeah. So Mackenzie Dern yeah. is a girl that was She's like – a chubby girl. A chubby girl? No. She's a chubby girl from – from Arizona? She's chubby. No, she's not chubby. Yeah, she she missed weight. <laughs> she is. She's a fat ass. She missed weight. <laughs> oh, my she's God. Fat. No, she's not a fat ass. Her her father was, like, like an amazing jiu-jitsu guy. She was a prodigy. She tapped out yeah. Gabby, Gabby Garcia, who weighs, like, 190 that got tested. She beat her. I don't know if she tapped her. She beat her. Um, she was undefeated for a while. Then she lost uh, one fight. She got pregnant, had a baby, has looked good her last couple fights. She's fighting Random Marcos. Random Marcos is a girl from Canada, grew up in Iraq, uh, but like was raised in Canada or from Iraq and Canada. But she's kind of a spoiler. Um, this is going to be a good fight. They're trying to build McKenzie as, you know, the next big thing. But I don't know. I'm, I'm, I think Marcos is going to pull off the upset. Wow. What's the record? 10 and uh, 8. 10 and 8? Yeah. 
Yeah, I know, but she's been to my show. Hey. She gave me a really good tip uh, on my comedy show uh, when she came to my Zoom show. So based on that, uh, she's, she's, she's going to win this fight. Um, Don? What was the tip? Don't show up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also, Jesse Jess is on this card. Now, this is a girl that was like being flirty on the podcast as a joke to Ween Dog. And Ween Dog's like, Jesse, can I go out with you? She's like, sure. He shows up to the UFC Performance Center fucking two days later, this idiot, uh, in front, and like doesn't get in. And calls her. She's like, what are you doing, you psycho? I was, it was a podcast, <laughs> and I was joking. He goes up with, like, flowers <laughs> and, a fucking, and, like, a wedding proposal. <laughs> and then had to drive oh, back to L.A. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's basically how it went. Oh. <laughs> that's, a long, that's a long drive, too, after that rejection, huh? All I'm saying is that now she's living in a trailer. She's living in a trailer, and uh, she's coming off of, like, two losses. I'm saying that, you know, if she chose me instead of the, the Taiwanese guy that she's living in the trailer with, she probably would be undefeated right now. Uh, right. She wasn't undefeated before that. Yeah, though. she'd be living in your mom's basement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I like Jesse this fight. Also, Maro Romero Varela is taking on Myra Buena Silva. I guess the winner gets to the names. Uh, it seems like the same person. I don't even know what the fuck that's about. Andre Ewell is on this card. Ewell was homeless when he got the UFC card, uh, the UFC call, and then, and then won, and then beat Baral on like two days' notice. Uh, since then, he's won some, he lost some. He's fighting Erwin Rivera. I got to go for my man, Ewell. Nice. Uh, yep. So, anyway, what do, you, what do you got planned this week, Don? Yeah, uh, I'm real busy this week, you know. I, I've got, I'm, I'm got to get it. I got to get a new uh, guard at the gate because all the women are lined up. And they're tripping over themselves. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm just, I got I to gotta, gotta get my hair dyed or changed, you know, I got to buy a new car so nobody knows what I'm driving, you know. Of course, so, of course, of course. You know, I'm, I'm going undercover. Nice, nice, nice. I didn't think Victoria, I, well, I know you have, a, you have a girlfriend now who lives with you. Uh, otherwise, I think you and Victoria would be a good couple, for real. So, uh, she's 29. I thought this she was is younger. my girlfriend. Me, right? Oh, you, wait, what happened with the yeah, girlfriend? she looks younger. Wait, you guys break up? You and the girlfriend? No, she never lived with me. Yeah. Oh, okay. She lives... Half hour, 45 minutes away, which is great. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ween Dog, what do you got coming up? Uh, I have to go shop for a new Trump flag for my car and some bumper stickers because the craziest thing happened yesterday. I was driving with my girlfriend to go to McDonald's and we're driving down Ventura Boulevard and we just randomly got stuck in the middle of a massive Trump parade on Ventura Boulevard. Yeah. Like there was giant trucks with Trump flags, like floats. I was like, oh my God, what is happening? It took us 45 minutes to get to McDonald's, which was a block away because the parade was going so slow. But it was amazing, dude. There's people on the sidewalks cheering for everybody, giving them thumbs up. It was like, I'm in my element right now. What happened to Los Angeles? So I got to go deck out my car now with a bunch of Trump stuff. <laughs> well, it sounds like a great week. Oh, listen, guys, uh, <laughs> this has been a lot of fun. Don Fry, I love you, man. Yeah, what are you doing? What am I doing? I got a show Friday. What do you have plans? I got a show Friday in LA. I, I got my Doom show 
I don't know, it's at some, some secret location because we're not allowed to have real shows. Uh, October 1st to the 5th, <laughs> I'm headlining the House of Comedy in Minnesota at the Mall of America in the beginning of October. I'm shooting my special in November. And uh, awesome. just working hard, man. Working hard, working hard. Uh, Don, great seeing you, man. You're the best. Love you, brother. Uh, take care, Ween Dogs. Uh -oh.